Hey guys, I'm Sage, and this is the Iconic Dollcast. On this podcast, I'll be talking about iconic dolls and their cultural impact over time. As a longtime doll collector, I thought it would be interesting to go back and research all about the dolls that I had growing up. This includes everything from Barbie to Britney, all the way to American Girls, and so much more. I specialize in making customized versions of the Britney Spears doll. If you haven't yet, give me a follow on Instagram, Britney Spears Custom Dolls, on TikTok, Britney Spears Dolls, and Twitter, B Spears Dolls. You can also follow the official podcast Instagram, Iconic Dollcast. Hello, everybody. I'm so excited to be back. My name is Sage. I am your host of the Iconic Dollcast. Welcome to (laughs) season two. I am so very excited about this. I've got a lot of cool episodes coming for you guys. But first, I wanted to say Happy New Year. Here we are, 2023, praying (laughs) for a better 2023 think things have been really rough for everyone since COVID and all that, but I am hoping for a great year. I'm so excited to be back. I've got, you know, just so many things I want to talk about. I have been super busy. I think I mentioned in, maybe it was my Q&A episode that I was kind of uh, getting ready for some really big job opportunities and job offers. I am So excited to say that I did get a brand new position as a (laughs) director of gymnastics. It is my dream job, obviously outside of making dolls. I've been working for something like this for about 15 years now. And just to finally have that position in title is just everything. So I've been really busy. I started the job in the beginning of December and really, really was working a ton (laughs) for the whole month. So my holidays were good. I kept it very chill. Like I said, I was working so much. I just, I needed a couple days off. So I didn't do anything big. I went over, had an early dinner with my grandparents. It was lovely. And then I had a couple days off and was able to really get into, you know, the episodes I've recorded, just get those edited and ready. I have quite a few done. I'm still interviewing with people. Now, I do want to say for this season, I am not totally sure I will be able to have an episode every single week. I've just started this job. I am having the time of my life doing it, but I definitely need to have my focus there. Just while I'm still getting into everything, we just had the holidays and now we're back, but I I still have tons of stuff coming for you guys. Don't worry about that, but just know if there is a week that we don't have a new episode, it's just because I am super busy at work. Anyways, welcome. Here we are, season two. Guys, today I am doing one of the just most amazing interviews I've done thus far. They've all been great, but... This one is just so special to me, and I'll tell you, it's because we are revisiting the Britney Spears doll, 
the one that kicked it all off. Britney Spears custom dolls, that is my thing. Today, guys, I am so honored. We have Charlie Emby on the show. And Charlie Emby was one of the creators of the Britney Spears doll. He helped start Play Along Toys, which produced the Britney doll and several other celebrity dolls. And today, we're going to talk about the things I missed in my first episodes. If you haven't checked those out, go to season one, check out the first two episodes. It's all about the Britney Spears doll. And today we're going to talk about just so many different things. I'm so excited about it. Like I said, just such an honor to be talking with someone who created the doll that quite literally changed my life. I am so blessed I am so just thankful that this doll exists. It has done so many great things for me. It's brought so much joy to so many others. And I'm just, I'm so excited to get into it with him. Before that, if you guys haven't, follow me on Instagram, Britney Spears Custom Dolls. That is where you can order your own custom Britney Spears doll. Follow me on TikTok, Britney Spears Dolls. Or you can also follow the Iconic Dollcast Instagram, and that is just at Iconic Dollcast. Thank you guys so much for coming back for season two. I'm so ready for this. And let's get into my interview with the Britney Spears doll creator, Charlie MB. All right, guys, so today I am here with one of the creators of the Britney Spears doll, and that is Charlie Envy. I am so excited to have him on the show. So, Charlie, you are pretty big in the toy world. So tell everyone a little bit about yourself and how you ended up in the toy industry. Sure, absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on the podcast today. Uh, yeah. really appreciate it. Uh, a big shout out to uh, Greg Dre in my office. He's uh, in the creative packaging area who heard your podcast driving up <laughs> to Vermont uh, sometime last year. And by the way, Happy New Year. Yes. Um, and, you know, was you know pretty excited because he, like you, is also a huge Britney fan and said, hey, you got to listen to this. You know, they're talking about your old company and you and blah, 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 blah. And so uh, that's that's how we got connected. And uh so a big shout out to him. And of course, a uh, big shout out to my daughter to help me uh, actually get connected to you because she <laughs> uh, did all that social media stuff. So anyway, so that's how we got connected here. Um, but yeah, so I've been in the industry for 34 years now as as we now enter into 2023. Um, I, I started with a small division of Mattel Toys back in 1989 called Arco Toys. Um, and um, actually, my father-in-law started that business, uh, you know, back in the seventies, uh, and, uh, sold it to Mattel in the mid eighties. Um, and, uh, so I started there after he, uh, retired actually, but, um, um, I, I was there and it was a good, good learning for me, you know, because I, I had kind of best of both worlds. I was with a small division of a large global right. company. And um, it really gave me some really unique experience um, in not only working with customers around the world, but also learning um, how to make toys, you know, and, and really was kind of the beginning of my relationships um, with a lot of my, you know, China uh, factories and, and, and partners over there. So, um, so that was kind of the start of it. Um, we then, uh, both he and I, uh, and my two brother-in-laws actually, um, took over a, uh, company called Empire of Carolina, um, which made the big wheel, uh, as one of the iconic toys, uh, in, of the industry. 
Um, and and we worked that business and, and bought some additional companies um, for about four, five years. Um, it, it was a tough time because so much of the product was produced in the United States. And um, by that point, a lot of production had moved overseas. So I would say that that was probably the, one of the biggest learnings within my career um, because it was it was really tough. And I didn't have the the Barbie brands and the Hot Wheel brands and all of those, you know, kind of key um, iconic toy brands that Mattel had um, from when I first started. So, you know, it, it kind of roughed me up a little bit and made me a little bit stronger, right? So that was that was a good time. But the, I would say probably the best thing that came out of that experience over the four years was that, you know, I, I met my partner, Jay Foreman, um, who I started Just Play With. And so it was, it was actually Jay Foreman, myself, and um, my brother-in-law, Larry Geller, um, from a legal perspective, uh, he kind of helped set us set everything up. Um, but um, yeah, Jay and I kind of really ran uh, the day to day and full operation of the Just Play business. And and Jay really quickly, um, who you know we're still you know very good friends today, um, even though we're competitors in the industry, which is <laughs> which is very funny. Um, had created and and worked with the company um, Galoob Toys. And he's the one that did, and I don't know if we actually ever talked about this before, but he created the Spice Girls dolls. Yes. So, yeah. So that was, you know, so that was kind of really our entree. He has obviously huge, huge success with doing the Spice Girl dolls. And um, um, uh, then we worked together for a few years and then we, you know, then we created um, Play Along. Um and and during that time, as as we were starting, you know, we were trying to figure out where did we want to go, what kind of, you know, wh- where was, you know, the opportunity, and you know, just as luck would have it, you know, Brittany was kind of just had like literally just dropped that first single, uh, baby, one more time, and you know, my daughter at the time was I don't know five or six years old, maybe somewhere in that neighborhood, and um, yeah, she was five years old, yeah, and. Um, you know, it, it, unlike today where social media is kind of everywhere and, you know, the music industry was a much different, you know, business back then, um, you know, it just, you know, was, it was just a huge, huge, huge hit. And so, um, with his relationships from his Spice Girls days, you know, he made a few calls and I think at the time she was working her agent, um, well, Larry Rudolph was her agent, but, um, mm. she was working with Signature Networks, which was her licensing arm. And um, so Jay had known a, a few people there, so he had reached out to them, and um, we literally put fifty percent of our total um, uh, investment into that doll, you know, into that deal and getting that doll. And you know, um, really, our our pitch was, you know, it, you know, number one was every all the money was up front, which was really unheard of back in those times. You know, it was really a small upfront and then a percentage of the, of the deal. But we essentially guaranteed a three year deal with her upfront, and so that obviously helped. You know, so they didn't right. know how big big was going to be with Britney at the time. So you know, with that, the larger companies also were just not really kind of looking at. They were really focused on their brands and not so much what was going on in the marketplace. So um, it, it was just a very unique time for us to kind of go in there and be at, at the right place at the right time. And so, you know, we got the deal 
And I would say, you know, right from the get-go, you know, um, one of my main responsibilities was the sales of the organ, you know, for for all the products. And you know, uh, I, I think as we the the ink hadn't even dried, and I was already on the phone with Walmart, Target, you know, at the time, Toys R Us, uh, and and KB Toys, and just saying, hey, listen, I've got the hottest thing in the world, you know, um, we, you know, and um, very quickly very, very quickly, you know, they were banging down the door, you know, to, to get, you know, more product. And I can remember my first meeting at Walmart and, and, and the question was, you know, does she do drugs? <laughs> uh, and, uh, it was just a very funny moment at that time because, you know, here I am, you know, starting a new business, you know, we're working with a 16 year old, you know, who, who knows what's really going on. Do you know what I mean? You know, at 16, I think we all kind of experiment and do different things and, and, and whatnot. So, um, yeah, so it was a very interesting time, but, um, yeah, so very quickly, everybody kind of just jumped on board. And I think the first order from Walmart was like $72,000, you know, and, you know, right, right off the get go. And, um, yeah, so that, that, that was, uh, you know, quickly, um, um, really, really a, a strong position to be in from, from a doll, especially to have Walmart behind you, you know, so that gave us, that gave us some real significant leverage, but, um, you know, so then past that, and we'll obviously talk a little bit along, more about the play along days, but, um, you know, we sold that business in 2004, 2004 to Jack's Pacific. Um, and then, uh, both Jay and I kind of finished out our, uh, time there, uh, over a three year earnout period. And, and, um, you know, then I decided to kind of retire for a period, uh, afterwards, cause I was traveling, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of 220 to 250 days a year, you know, around the world, you know, um, from a sales and, and production and, you know, a, a lot of different, you know, avenues, you know, within the, within our business. And, um, yeah, then, you know, as, as luck would have it, you know, Jack's purchased another company, um, the following year, uh, in 2005 called CDI. Um, and that gentleman who ran that family business was Jeffrey Greenberg, who is my current partner at Just Play. And so he had kind of the same situation. He, you know, traveled and did a lot of business and, and wanted to take a little bit of time off. And, you know, during that time, we became very, very close friends. Um, he actually, at the end of our play along period, we did the Hannah Montana dolls. Oh, yes. So he had gotten that deal and, um, was his background is really like dress up and, and, um, role play, uh, costumes and, and, uh, things like that. He did all the, uh, Disney princess outfits. Like he created that world oh. of Disney princess. So, you know, that you see at retail. So, um, you know, he's like, but I've got this, you know, Hannah Montana, like, do you want to do the dolls, Charlie? You know? And I'm like, of course we want to do the dolls. Um, and you know, that quickly became, you know, a huge phenomenon, you know, uh, oh, yeah. as well, you know, so that, that was, that was also a, a great experience. Um, yeah. So, you know, after some, some time and realizing that we were too young to be retired, we got back into the toy business, um, you know, I think 14 years ago and, you know, recreated, um, or created, you know, just play and, um, yeah, so we're we're bigger and better than both of our past companies were. So it's it's great. So what I'm just curious, what kind of steps are taken to create a celebrity doll like Britney Spears? 
Like you get your deal and then, and then what happens? Yeah. Yeah. So, and again, it's a little bit different today than it was just right. because of computer, you know, technology versus back then. So, you know, so we got the deal, um, and quickly, um, we started working with doll sculptors, you know, and there's a lot of key doll sculptors, you know, in the industry that were hand sculpting the dolls. And, you know, we took that avenue versus getting kind of the scan, um, because when the scan happens, a lot of times people are like, whoa, that's what I look like, you know? So, you know, it becomes very, uh, it gets very hard to kind of deal with that. So we felt like, you know, really, uh, for two reasons, one, her availability wasn't, you know, necessarily, um, very fluid with us. You know, she was going on tour, everything was happening so fast. The scanning technology was really out in LA at the time. Um, and, um, so we went the route of, you know, working with the sculptor, we, um, had her sculpted very quickly. Um, you know, we had a lot of image, you know, images, we had taken a bunch of photos, uh, Felicia, who was her assistant, you know, who, by, you know, by the way, was probably, you know, the nice is the nicest person ever, like uh-huh. literally ever, you know, she just really is, was just gave us such access and, you know, listen, we're toy people, you know what I mean? So right. it's not like we're creating, you know, a cure for, uh, you know, COVID, you know, or, or, you know, creating any kind of weapons, you know, we're, we're toy people. So, you know, we're, as an industry, we're a very small industry. We're very, very, you know, uh, close knit industry and we all know each other. And, um, I, I think that toys also for people in general, you know, always has a soft spot in everybody's heart. So she really gave us access to that. And Brittany wanted to be a doll, you know, like it was like a major, major thing. I think we did that first deal and then she started doing the perfume deals and some of the other big, big, you know, kind of, you know, larger, you know, global deals, um, and, um, yeah, so we had her sculpted really quick, um, prototyped in Hong Kong, you know, uh, we had, you know, obviously have a, a Hong Kong office, um, that, you know, we work with, you know, to, to work with all of our factories in China. And, um, yeah, we had hand samples made, you know, within, I think a month, you know, very, very oh, wow. quickly. Yeah. What, what was Brittany's involvement with the doll other than, you know, just taking photos and whatever, what, how involved was she in the process of these? Yeah. So I, I, I know you're, you're, you're leading to the one question I know uh, that everybody wants to know from your past podcast. Yes. She did not like the original doll. <laughs> she didn't. So her, she was very involved in the beginning. You know, she was looking at the outfits. Um, Felicia was giving us, you know, access to what that tour outfit was going to be because she was making so many changes. And in our industry, you can't have one doll in one outfit, right? right? You know, if you go down the Barbie aisle, you see hundreds of different looks and different, you know, occupations and things like that. So we knew very quickly and certainly based on Jay's experience on Spice Girls, it was very critical that we had a m- multitude of outfits available to us. So um, we worked with her very closely on, you know, what are you going to be wearing in the tour, you know? What do you like in general? Because not only did we want the tour outfits, we wanted to we wanted to produce the outfits that Brittany liked and wanted to kind of project out to to the world. So she was very involved. And kind of circling back to kind of the look, <laughs> you know, she she um, you know, did she not like it? You know, she felt that certain aspects of the doll 
itself needed to be changed um, or like to it you know, to be adjusted. And, and we did make those adjustments and we were able to make those adjustments because we were working with hand samples, you know, in a very early stage. So, so we, we made those adjustments really quick. It's incredible the amount of information and correct information that you had about this whole process. I mean, cause we're talking about 25 years ago, right? you know, so it, it, you know, a lot of it, I didn't remember. You reminded me of a lot of things, you know, so, uh, so, which was good. Um, but yeah, so she, um, yeah, she was, she was definitely in the early stages, I would say very involved. Um, I mean, again, you know, you're 16 years old, you're, you know, coming off, you know, uh, the Disney series, you know, the Mickey Mouse Club, you know, um, and you're getting your first doll made. So you can imagine the importance of making sure the presence of that doll was the right look. Right. And especially because, I mean, as a Britney fan, any any major Britney fan will tell you Britney loves dolls. She collects them. And yeah. so, I mean, I can imagine, first of all, her life is so overwhelming. At the, I mean, it's always been overwhelming, but at this point, I'm sure she was just like, what the hell? Like, what is yeah. going on? But I mean, I can imagine this was a very big deal for her. And so, I mean, I'm looking at the first one and I, I think it looks just like her. And so in a way that it's like, it's a doll, right? It's not, right. you know, it's not... Dolls, I just don't feel like are ever meant to be like lifelike. You look at Barbie and like, she doesn't look like a real person. She looks like a doll. But I think like you guys did just such an excellent job on this. And then I know that through the process of the dolls, you changed the face a couple times. So yes. can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I think I think what what we quickly realized as she as she you know, became, you know, a kind of a global superstar, you know, she was also growing up, mm-hmm. right. And, and becoming more mature. So we felt that, um, it, it was important, you know, to kind of make those changes, um, to the doll, uh, corresponding with kind of, you know, the changes that were going on in her life as she was maturing. So, right. I mean, it was as, as simple of an answer as that may be, it was, you know, kind of really, you know, the, you know, what we did, you know, it, it also kind of coincided with, you know, the demand was so great that we went from two factories to four factories to eight factories, you know, so we were building up our, you know, factory base in order to produce, you know, the products for her, you know, both for North America and then from a global basis. So that gave us the opportunity to also make those changes along, you know, with, with her, you know, changes as well. Perfect. Well, I think, I think they all look like her. So you guys did an excellent job. Um, I know some of the fans have mixed feelings about it, but I just, I think they all look like her. And like you said, you know, she is growing as a person and I, I mean, I don't know if you've ever checked out my work. Yeah, yes, I have checked out your work. It looks amazing. Thank you. Absolutely amazing. But I like to use the head molds in the, in the space of where she was at. And it, right. it always works out so well. So my next question is, wh- were there any like major obstacles while putting this together? Yeah, I mean, listen, nothing is ever easy breezy when you're starting a business, you know? So, um, and, and, and um there was a lot, I would say, on on the Britney camp side, you know, that they wanted to check, you know, did, did the outfits look right? You know, they wanted to sign off on, on the entire aesthetic of everything all the way through the package, you know, and what she looked like in the package. So, um, which is, is, is a fairly standard practice, you know, um, but I think that, you know, again, you know, she was at the start of her 
you know, super global success. So, you know, they wanted to make sure that everything that was going out really kind of represented her and her look. Um, but yeah, I, I would say that, you know, in, in kind of the toy space and, and how we come to market, you know, I, I don't think anything was really super crazy. Do you, do you off the top of your head, do you know how many different ones you made? I honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But there was a multitude, I will tell you. So, I mean, when when you go back and take a look at it, you know, obviously there was the first kind of basic doll that you were holding. Um, then we came out with a music version very quickly. Okay. Um, and then the third in the first kind of series, um, in that first year, then our third one that we came out with, which I just, you know, was having a meeting with uh, KB Toys at the time. And he, the buyer at the time, who's, you know, also he's retired, a great guy, um, said, you know, how do we differentiate it? You know, you've got your basic doll, you've got your singing doll, like I need something different. And I said, well, let's put a, let's put a disc in there, you know, let's, you know, let's put music in there, you know, like that would really differentiate it. And he's like, I love it, you know, and, you know, a little known fact, we, none of those discs that we put in there actually went towards her certifications for gold or platinum records. Like we sold, like she is probably underrated in her overall sales of CDs you know, um, with the amount of CDs that we put in there. I mean, we sold certainly close to a million CDs, you know, uh, single songs, but, Mm -hmm. you know, but, um, that was obviously the format at the time, you know, so that that was it, you know? So, um, yeah, so that, that, that was also pretty interesting, but, you know, from there, you know, she had, she come out, you know, was coming out with the new album. Oops, oops. I did it again, which was a fantastic outfit. You know, like that was just such an iconic look and, you know, so, um, and then obviously a, a, a subsequent tour to that. Um, but also what was really interesting, I think, you know, after we signed that, we signed that deal is that her first tour was literally four miles. Her first show ever was like four miles from our office. You know, so it was like one of those things in life that like everything kind of came together. It was in Pompano, Florida. I'll never forget. And she did her first act. And, you know, it was one of those. We were all crossing our fingers. What's the reaction going to be like? And it was twenty five hundred people. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, it was just a, a very small venue and you could not hear her. The kids were screaming, you know, the only way I can, you know, not to age myself, you know, because I'm certainly not the, as as old as this. But, um, you know, you, you watch those old reels of the Beatles, you know, like mm-hmm. on the Ed Sullivan show and you can barely hear them, you know, that kind of a thing. Or it was like we knew at that point it was like lightning in a bottle at that stage. You know what I mean? Like we really knew at that point we had we had something that was going to be really big. And I mean, you, I mean, the doll was very successful. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. There were periods in 1999 that we were outselling Barbie, which, you know, was, you know, it's not easy to do. Still is a global, you know, iconic toy brand, you know, and um, yeah, that was great. You know, it was it was really exciting. On my podcast, I talked about how, you know, it's it's a little different now, like we've said, but there was a few companies that kind of got the licensing deal with Britney. So could you tell me what the relationship between play along Yaboom and toy max was? Cause it's, it's yeah. a little bit of a gray area. It's confusing. Yeah. It's even confusing for me to this day, to be honest with you. No, it, um, it's, it's what we like to refer to in the industry as licensing 
not licensing, but slicing. So it's like when you get a deal, it gets split up. So initially we had North American rights. And once we had the success of the, uh, of, of Brittany, um, they started to go in a little bit more internet, you know, with some international companies. Okay. And, um, on our success, a company called the Aboom went out and got the Christine, Ale- uh, um, Christina, her. Oh boy. Yes. I can't <laughs> think kidding. of her. Last name. Yeah. Yes. Uh, anyway, they got her and, um, he, they, they started his name with uh, the gentleman that ran that company was rolling to veal. Um, started, you know, shipping some of the product into the U S and we're like, Whoa, what's going on here? We see, we had, you know, some competition and, and, um, he actually got the rights to do, um, Brittany as well for, for Europe. And one of the buyers at Toys R Us actually, you know, contact, you know, contacted him and said, Hey, you should really meet, you know, the, the play along guys. And so we had a dinner together and he's like, you know, look, you know, I'm doing Michael Jackson, which he did a beautiful job of Michael Jackson. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Um, He did that one. He did really beautiful, you know, and he had done Christina Aguilera um, and, um, and, and Brittany. And we're like, you realize that like, you're killing us. Like it is the ugliest doll that I have ever seen in the history of dolls. He's like, I know I rush, blah, blah, you know? And, um, he eventually kind of just, he stopped doing it, but the kind of relationship that was there was, um, Toy Max owned a piece of Yaboom. Toy Max was a U S company, toy company. Um, and, um, so they were distributing that product in, in the U S um, so that's how that relationship happened. But he did kind of simultaneously. He had he had done, as I said, Michael Jackson. He had Christina, and then he w- was also trying to get you know um, Britney for Europe. But you know, based on the look and what was happening and how he kind of put it together, all of those license rights got reverted over to us. Um, and he kind of, you know, stopped producing that and went in a different direction. You know, he, um, produced other musical items, but both, I would say, you know, you know, from a trend perspective, you know, we were going after every different kind of singer then at that point, as we go into 2000 and 2001 and, um, yeah, so he was partly owned, um, by, uh, Toy Max, um, but as I said earlier, you know, our industry is a very small industry and we're all friendly and, um, you know, we call ourselves frenemies, you know? Right. It's so funny. Cause a lot of people think that that original Yaboom doll <laughs> mm-hmm. is the one that Brittany was like, no, it looks like a bulldog chewing a wasp. We're not using yeah. this. Yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, th- that is 100% true. That is a hundred percent true that that's the way they felt about it. And, and Felicia was really, really upset, you know, by that to the point where there were orders that he still had to fulfill and they requested that they use our molds. And if I remember correctly, we may have lent him some of our molds to go ahead and produce some of the last, you know, uh, shipments that he had before everything kind of got reverted over to us. But yeah, they were not happy with that. I mean, you know, as we said, it, it's, you know, it's, it's pretty bad. Terrifying. Yeah, it's terrifying. <laughs> well, that's, that's amazing because you're, you know, it's the Britney doll 
is not it was not just available in america it was available worldwide and i can attest to that i don't i don't know if you remember this but in my episode i talked about this i was in norway like summer mm. of 2000 and i found a brit i had already had one but i found a britney doll in norway and i just it was like it was one of those moments with my grandma. She never really understood why I was so obsessed with this woman, right? She was like, I don't, I don't get the appeal, like whatever. And then we found this Britney doll in her, you know, in Norway. That's where she's from. And she was like blown away. She was like, I cannot, I, I cannot believe they have this here. And I'm like, yeah, mom, <laughs> she's yeah. a superstar. And it's yeah. just, I mean, incredible what you guys were able to do with that. And then th- thank you for clearing that up because I I was like, I don't understand how two people were putting this doll out. And yeah. I mean, it looks drastically different, but then it evolves kind of into the same thing. So I'm thank you yeah. for clearing that up because I've always been I, I mean, it was that was out of all of the researching I was doing. I was like, I cannot figure this shit out. Yeah. The industry, again, you know, like everything in life, it evolves, you know, and, and, and our industry, the, you know, the toy industry, certainly over the last, you know, five, you know, to 10 years you know, has, has really shrunk, you know, with the amount of toy manufacturers that are available um, and, and licensing partners are looking for global partners. You know, they don't really want to have somebody to produce it in, in North America, somebody to produce it in Europe, somebody to produce it in Asia, somebody, you know what I mean? Because then it's, you know, it's four times the amount of work, you know, the right. approvals, the look, you know, they'd like to have one kind of aesthetic approval for a global presence. So, you know, that was kind of really the beginning of when that was all really starting to happen, because quite frankly, the larger companies, you know, for them to go after a trend is like making a U-turn in the Holland Tunnel. You know, like you can't do it. You know, right. it's impossible. You know, so, you know, you know it, they're, they're year two, one or two years out. So um, so quickly that helped us kind of globalize our, you know, our me personally globalize the way that we looked at business going forward. You kind you kind of answered this earlier, but I mean, do you know how many approximately how many prototypes and samples were created for the doll during the process? Yeah, I mean, a lot, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, typically, what would happen is we'd come up with a prototype. If it's approved, we would make you know somewhere in the neighborhood of twenty to thirty hand samples of each look. Oh wow! So if there were six outfits. Right. You know, you're 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 talking about anywhere from 120 to whatever, you know, 150, you know, hand samples. And a lot of those, you know, were kept online, you know, for in production because you keep those in the factories to make sure from a QC perspective that that aesthetic look that was approved is actually manufactured through the entire process. So that's one aspect of where those samples went and where they may be. Um, You know, in addition to that, a lot are also presented to retailers globally. Would you just like line them up and would she just go down the line and be like, oh, no, yes, no, yes. Yeah, I mean, it, it would kind of be a process. First, Felicia would look at it. And say, like, that's never going to be approved. Change that, adjust that, the wrong color outfit, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So it would kind of do that. She would have kind of first look at everything and give the thumbs up or thumbs down. And then once we did it, you know, we would then represent back to her again, Felicia. She would look at it. She would hold it. 
she would then call us up and say, you know, you know, we have like whatever documentation, you know, this is all approved, you know, and she would, you know, finish that all out. And she would work, you know, you know, as she became more popular, you know, the access to Britney in general became a little bit more difficult, you know, she, you know, but, you know, the first, the first year or two, you know, she was always involved in looking at it and loving it. And, you know, just like you would expect any 16 or 17 year old girl to react is how she reacted. You know, it's, you know, it's, it's, pretty amazing to see yourself you know being recreated in a doll format oh yeah like i mean yeah. I, can't, I can't and especially someone who likes that kind of thing like it's just yeah. i'm sure it's just crazy to hear how involved felicia was in this because i mean I, as far as i know super, her job super. title was her assistant so i guess yeah. that makes sense but that's amazing okay did you ever get to meet Brittany? Yeah, a lot of times very yeah cool. yeah absolutely yeah i mean i have pictures of her with my daughter um, you know, who's 28 now, you know, but yeah, I mean, she would, she made herself super accessible for the concerts. So what would happen is when she was out on tour, if she was in Minneapolis, I would take the entire, you know, target team to go to the show and meet her backstage. And she always made time and always, you know, took time to take pictures and autographs. And, you know, so all of that happens, you know, over a two year period, you know, I, I, countless shows like i can't even tell you how many shows i went to that's yeah. so cool and i mean i'm yeah. sure i'm sure it was fun i mean you're you're making this product of her that is like yeah. massively successful and just kind of getting to see that doll and yeah the what you're basing it off of in real life i'm sure that was a very cool feeling yeah i mean she was just super authentic you know with everybody and and appreciative and i mean you know just a very very grounded person at that time for what was going on, you know, going from 2,400, you know, or 2,500, you know, uh, people in the audience for her first show to, you know, two years later, you know, I was taking them to shows that had 50,000, you know, right. I mean, it was crazy, but she was still the same person. Do you know what I mean? Which, you know, like at that, those are very, you know, formidable years, uh -huh. you know, and, um, she was still super, super gracious. Yeah, that seems yeah. to be a, a very consistent thing that people say about our girl, Brittany. Is she's yeah. just very authentic, grounded, kind, and, yeah. you know, makes time for everyone, I'm sure. I mean, she's obviously been through a lot, especially in the yeah. last decade of her life. But um, I'm sure she is still, I mean, she just seems like that cool Southern girl. And I, I can, it's just, it's cool to hear when you're, it's like really cool when your favorite pop star, like all you hear about her is good things. <laughs> Like yeah. never, no, I, I don't, I've never heard a negative thing about her ever. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't created by the press or whatever. Right. The media, and so, right. Yeah. I, I mean, you kind of said, you know, they were going through everything and this will work. This won't work. Were there any like scrapped releases? Was there any plans to do more dolls? Cause I will say, I do feel like it ended a little bit abruptly. It, it ended with that last Pepsi, those Pepsi dolls, which are my favorite. Yeah. And I, I was just, and I just, I just feel like there was so much more that could have been done. So like, was there anything planned that never happened or what can you tell me about that? Yeah. I mean, so in, in, in our industry, you know, our, our, the trend is kind of two to three years, you know, mm -hmm. with a lot of different products, you know, and, um, you know, her audience was maturing, um, and, uh, as we were coming, coming, as we were coming to the end of our contract, um, you know, we were kind of debating whether we're, you know, we should renew for another three or four years. You know, we had, 
you know, gone to six inch scale dolls. We had, you know, we were kind of hitting a lot of different things. We did, you know, a great doll, a porcelain doll for QVC, yeah. which, you know, uh, a gentleman by the da- name of David Gold, where God rest his soul, you know, had had kind of put together and 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 worked with Felicia and and Brittany on that, and that just came out. You know, is is one of the nicest pieces ever, um, and um, yeah, it's just you know, it's one of those things. You know, I think you know the whole music scene at that point. You know, you had Insync coming in, you had Mandy Moore, you had Eighteens, we had all of this kind of, uh, Christina, you know, you had all of this kind of noise in the market and it kind of all came up, you know, at the Backstreet Boys were in there at the time, you know, and then it kind of all started to fade, you know, very, very quickly. And kind of that trend really happened really quickly. And for us, as we started seeing that we pulled back, you know, and, um, you know, the one thing I, I you know can say is we never overshipped the brand, you know, and um, if anything, we always kept the, you know, the consumer hungry for a little bit more, you know, and we were trying to really um, make sure that every every doll that we were coming out with, you know, had a unique look and and it was really differentiated. So that was really critical for us. So, um, you know, so it, it, it was one of those things I would say. In, in right now that was kind of really thought out you know, and I'm sure that we kind of kept the market clean and 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 we moved on to our next you know kind of project no oh, makes sense I and, mean, and evolution you know right and i mean at the end of the day there's so many i don't have all of them i have most of them i know some yeah. people who have all of them with all the variations because there's a ton of variations with these dolls i mean you can get yeah. that you were talking about that iconic um the red cat suit yeah you can get that in like four different ways it's yeah. insane like and some people have all of them <laughs> right right yeah now i still have the first and which i haven't opened to this day but i've got the original i think 12 pieces of uh, first, you know, 12 pack of dolls that you know in its original MasterCard that would go to retail, you know, mm-hmm. the brown corrugated, you know, uh, packages. I have that, you know, in my storage. So I have not even opened it yet. So I don't even know what it looks like. I have no idea. But the first 12 dolls that were produced, you know, I have in my storage facility, which at some day, uh, if I open it, we'll open it together and take a look at it. Oh my God, I would live for that and <laughs> do you do you do you still have some of the prototypes because do you I, know that I, no I one do. has ever seen those no oh one has ever goodness. seen yeah. them yeah no I, I i know i have uh a couple of them um i have what really what i have are the heads you know what mm-hmm. i mean you know as crazy as that may sound but because we were changing because of the you know the makeup and the hairstyles and all of that so we would always have those kind of lined up and or we're constantly looking at making adjustments you know um to that because you know back in that day you know today where it's really all, all automated it's mm-hmm. called tampo printing um you know so when you're looking at any of those fa- any fashion dolls really it's it's really kind of an automated process but ours were all hand sprayed so which again is a it's a lost art you know for oh, you know today i'm sure like you you're making a lot of dolls so i'm sure you're making adjustments etc but um yeah that those were all you know those are 
excuse me, those are called spray masks. So, you know, we had to use all of those different looks whenever we made a slight adjustment, you know, to, to, to the makeup, you know, uh, and the, you know, kind of aesthetic of the face, you know? So, um, yeah, there, there is, um, I would say spray masks and, 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 you know, different, uh, prototype heads, you know, I, I have all of it somewhere. <laughs> I know that, you know, but, um, you know, uh, yeah. So, but there's definitely a lot of that. Um, you know, there's a lot of that around and, and unfortunately, you know, a lot of it got tossed probably as well. You know what I mean? And, you know, that's just kind of the way it is. Yeah. That seems to happen a lot. Well, if you ever find those, Charlie, I would yes. love to see them. And I know Absolutely. millions of Britney fans would die to see that because we, uh, you right. see prototypes of tons of dolls, but never the Britney Spears doll. Like there's no, there's no images of them anywhere. So everyone's always Uh, so curious. Like, I want to see the ones she didn't like, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, there's a reason you're not seeing those. (laughs) And then just kind of my last question. And like, you know, maybe your, your new company should get on this, Charlie, but do you think we'll ever see another Britney doll release? Yeah. I, I, you know, we, we have talked about it many times over the years and, um, you know, we would certainly, you know, entertain it. I, I think, you know, honestly, the seeing kind of what's happened over the last 10 years of her life, you know, we really did not even approach any of her management or, right. you know, anything, you know, um, just out of respect for her. You know, I think, you know, it, it was important that, you know, luckily, Everything that has transpired over the last, you know, couple of years has been a, a, a all positive for her. So, um, you know, we felt that it probably wasn't appropriate, you know, because we just didn't know what was necessarily right. happening behind the scenes, you know. So, um, yeah, you know, now that things have changed, you know, um, you know, I, I would love, you know, the opportunity you know, to kind of recreate that and maybe do a, a 25th anniversary edition as we start approaching that, you know, that, that, you know, would be, it would be a great thing for us. You know, we would, we would love that, you know, so you never know, but never know if it happens, you will know. Okay. We will let you know. I promise. Perfect. All right, Charlie, <laughs> thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate Absolutely. this. I know, I know all my listeners are going to love this so much. I appreciate your time and yeah. I, I can't wait to see what you do next. Excellent. Well, I appreciate you uh, speaking with me and uh, it, it's been great. And it's it's good to go down memory lane, you know, and, yeah. and take a look at something that is, you know, so near and dear to so many people. You know, it's it's a re- very warm feeling, you know, that you get, you know, when you create something, not knowing what it could potentially turn into and how it affects so many different people. So so thank you. And uh, I appreciate, you know, your time today. Yeah, this doll changed my life. So you guys did amazing work. All right, we will talk soon. Thank you so much. Take care. Oh my gosh, there you guys have it. My interview with Charlie Enby was so amazing and I can't thank him enough for reaching out and coming onto the show with me. It was truly an honor to speak with him and fill in all those gaps that I couldn't figure out on my own with the first two episodes on the Britney doll. Again, I want to say Happy New Year to everyone and thank you all so much for tuning into the podcast. I have a new episode coming on February 3rd all about the Mary Kate Nashley dolls, and I can't wait to share that with all of you. Until then, please, if you're enjoying this podcast, leave me a review and check out my Instagrams, Britney Spears Custom Dolls and Iconic Dollcast, and I will see you guys next time. 